0: We're we're going to continue now, and uh, we will have the the question-and-answer session at the end of this hour. So, um, when you've all sat down. Okay, Mm -hmm. over to Professor. Thank you. <clears throat> an announcement. <clears throat> Tomorrow will be an extra day in the sense that it's outside of that course. I've written an article recently with the title Cut the Gordian Knot." And the Gordian knot, as you probably recall, is a knot which Gordius, the king of Phrygia, to to commemorate his elevation to the kingdom, he became the king of the country, he Tied his the pole of his wagon to the pillar of the temple of Zeus, which he built after he became the king and it was a very intricate knot, and the challenge was to untie it um, was there for centuries nobody could untie until Alexander the Great came along and he took a look at it and by the way the prize was the oracle promised that whoever can untie the knot will be the master of the world in spite of that challenge nobody before Alexander the Great came along could do it. And how did he do it? I'm asking you. With the sword. sword. Okay. Now, in, in this piece, I took that mythological story and suggest that we have a Gordian knot here today in our monetary system and the Gordian knot is that uh, this problem of debt (coughs) threatening the economy of the United States threatening Europe as well, the euro could break up and that would be the start of a terrible uh, collapse of credit Horrible consequences, a lot of unemployment, a lot of uh, Countries would go bankrupt uh, In no security, personal or Property security Would be no longer safe to walk on the street after dark and so on Um, How to solve it? And that's a Gordian knot and what I'm suggesting is the same way as Alexander the Great did. You need a sword, you have to make the strike. But the secret is that the sword has to be made of gold. And that's what they don't realize. In fact, in the world today, gold is still exists physically but it's not allowed to function as money it's not a natural development that gold is obsolete. as one uh, time wheat was used as money or salt was used as money or cat in Greek times the times when Homer wrote his uh, epics the Iliad and the Odysseus Cattle served as money. Um, The problem what we have today is not that the gold money is absolute and so on, and now we are looking for something better. A kind of synthetic money, paper money, which would work much better than any kind of commodity money so the public is fed with this lie it's a pure lie that gold is obsolete or silver they're both obsolete and we have to have synthetic money like the dollar like the euro and so on because They use force to keep gold out of the monetary system and keep silver out of the monetary system. And this is a very foolish thing to do because if you take a piece of gold, all right, and you lock it up in a vault like a bank does, Then this is still wealth, but it doesn't do any good. It's locked up, it's immobilized. But if you have gold coins in circulation, then you can build very safely, just give you a number 10, that. The credit, the very sound, solid, healthy credit you can build on that gold is ten times because it's in circulation. So, immobilizing gold, you are doing, you are harming yourself. You are taking not just wealth out of circulation, but you are taking the most liquid form of wealth. And then all kinds of troubles start. Not immediately, but when the last big event happened exactly 40 years ago this month with Nixon, they used the phrase, close the gold window. But that's just euphemism for defaulting the United States defaulted on its gold obligation internationally, and uh, pretend that the world can work and live uh, very well without gold. Well, now we learn forty years later, it took that long, that it's not the case. So uh, I'm not going to use up this hour for this because that's what I want to do tomorrow, and just give you a little introduction that to cut the Gordian nut which we have today is to put gold back into circulation, gold coins and silver coins, and they would circulate. So that's what well, tomorrow it's a little extra. It wasn't that adver- it's an unadvertised special which I'm offering it to you as my special gift and it's up for grabs you, you I mean this is a very new idea I've not discussed it before and actually it just came to me when I was working on uh, my book in uh, Acapulco uh, this month last month and uh, if, uh, I Uh, hear back from you, I will appreciate it, because it's for me also a learning process. Uh, There is a way to cut the Gordian knot, but make sure that you have the right sword. It has to be made of gold and silver, if you like. Alright, so that's tomorrow, both the morning and the afternoon sessions will be devoted to that. I hope I will be able to make it lively and interesting. It's not just uh, rehashing old mythological stories, but it's something very relevant to our own uh, well being. Because the alternative is just too horrible to contemplate, so be prepared. And uh, of course, I. Tomorrow we'll have plenty of time for questions and answers. So I pick up the thread which I started and already um, discussed in the morning. Uh, uh, It's rent charges. You find it in the uh, handout. I'm going to talk about rent (laughs) charges because this is um, an example which is no longer... Uh, familiar to most of us and which however offers you an opportunity to understand a lot about this conversion, uh, direct and indirect and so on and I, I think I find it just very suitable to demonstrate what the problem is and how to solve it and it was the American economist by the name Frank Fetter, who in the early 20th century published a book also with the title Principles of Economics. And he is explaining these concepts which, as I say, no longer familiar to us because we have a completely different financial system but because of the uh, usury laws please put on the word usury so everybody understands because of the usury laws the church as well as the government put obstacles in the way of exchanging income and wealth. So uh, people had to invent different ways of overriding these difficulties, obstacles, artificially laid. And one of the popular ways of doing that was what they called rent charges rent charges. I have to explain to you what rent charge was. Alright, in the Middle Ages buying and selling real estate were encumbered, made very difficult, made very difficult uh, by legal conditions on real estate, say land, productive land. Um, First they said the king owned all the land and it was by uh, the grace of the king that uh, he let one of his uh, favorite courtiers own, not own, the king owns everything, use the land. So in a way it was given to him and the possession included also the right of selling it. So if the the courtier was not interested in cultivating land, he could sell. Not the land, because that was owned by the king, but he could sell the rent charge. And then it could be resold again, but never the land, it was always the rent charge. And if you analyze this construction, it's a legal construction, you realize that uh, once real estate was transferred from one person to another it was really a conversion or even exchange of income and wealth because when you give up the land, give it over to somebody, you are giving you are selling, or exchanging your wealth. How is it? I'm sorry. Okay, let, let's, charge, let's start again. There are two guys. One who has, by the grace of the king, the use of the land, which is wealth. Which is which he no longer needs. So we find somebody who is willing to pay we cannot say buy because the ultimate owner is the king and he doesn't want to be bothered with this but he is going to give a sum of money to this first fellow that he will give up his right to cultivate this land and derive the income. So he is giving up income because he had the right to cultivate this land and derive the income from it for a sum of money which is wealth. So this guy gives up income against wealth and the other fellow is getting the income from then on and gives uh, a sum of money which is wealth. So there became a lively market in rent charges. We cannot say it was a market in real estate because the ultimate ownership was diffused. I mean, I'm oversimplifying when I say the king owned everything because the king gave various subordinates, various share of this right. So anyhow, it was just too complicated legally, and it was out of the question uh, to uh, sell outright even today to some extent we can say that because uh, when you buy real estate you also buy yourself an obligation to pay taxes but uh, you know I, I think you understand the idea that the sale of real estate was out because of these legal complications and What took its place was the market in rent charges, but if we really want to see what this was, it was a market for uh, exchanging (coughs) wealth and income. This rent charge represented the exchange of wealth and income. And usually, they, they quoted the price as uh, so many years, they could say, th- this piece of land is transferred, cannot say sold, but transferred as a rent charge, transferred for 20 years, but you have to understand what this means to transferring land on a rent charge arrangement for 20 years didn't mean that you uh, uh, you that the rental, was sold for a period of twenty years but, in, but actually it was a transfer of a right in perpetuity forever not limited to two years for the sum well let's say a thousand dollars it was transferred for a thousand dollars in perpetuity for whatever income you could derive from that land. And one can estimate what that income was. You have to take averages because they're good use and bad use, and we can assume that it was 5% per annum of the capital value, which was $1,000. So actually, using the modern language, you wouldn't say that the right was sold for $1,000 in perpetuity. That's not what you would say. What you would say is that the wealth or assets it was an earning asset, it was transferred at the interest of 5%. Okay, so the, what this means is that uh, that's $50, right? Yeah. Uh, the piece of land is assumed to generate $50 per year of added value, that's net after expenses uh, taken out and and the uh, exchange of wealth and income has taken place and there was a reason why they had to quote the price of the rent, rent charge in such a uh, complicated way, the reason was, was, of course, the usury laws, which would make an exception. They would not consider this usury. So it was really a camouflage. It was cover up. They all they wanted is to transfer, or to convert rent, uh, to convert wealth into income. And the other guy, the, the other way around. But you must not say interest. And once you say 5%, that's interest. And then, of course, the secular authorities and the canonical authorities were ready to get you, take you to court and punish you this way that way so they just had to use this language but the contents the meaning of it was exactly the same That the rent charge was sold for twenty years what it meant uh, if you want to use the precise mathematical expression is that the Uh, in 20 years the rent charge would amortize itself, if you use the modern concept of interest, at 5%. Okay, that To say that, it means exactly that the rent charge was sold for 10, 20 years. Uh, but this is just uh, semantics. The idea is the exchange of wealth and income. So this was there on purpose, to confuse the issue. um, Rent charge was legal. Lending money was illegal. And to avoid that problem, the rent charge became popular. Not just when you really wanted this piece of land, but it could be that you were just looking for a cover to make you exempt from the usury laws. Because once it was dressed up as a rent charge, then you were exempt. It's no longer usury. Silly, isn't it? But that's the way it was. But it also shows you something else which will be very, very help, helpful for us uh, in the rest of the, our story. Hmm. <coughs> now the question arises what is primary is, is income primary and wealth secondary or the other way around and uh, very little thought can convince you that it's uh, income is definitely primary because wealth has to be accumulated and to accumulate it takes an income so you cannot just start your story that wealth exists no Wealth had to be created. So in how? Well, through income, in other words, saving income. Then you have wealth. And <clears throat> the story goes on. So this is not a chicken and egg problem. What was first? Chicken to lay the egg or the egg to hatch a chicken this is not because uh, we have the situation when there is both wealth and income and this problem of exchange arose and this is how they solved it. So we have to extend the language we have to say That income has been capitalized at the rate of 5% per annum. In order to create wealth, which is equal to 20 times the annual amount of uh, income, perhaps we should put this down that when you lend, so you lend thousand dollars five percent which means the interest payment of fifty dollars. Now we could use the other expression to underline it, and the other expression is that an income of $50 per year has been capitalized at 5% interest in order to create wealth equal $1,000 which is equal to 20 times uh, 50 so the annual income of $50 for 20 years uh, amortizes that's another word which is not very often used amortizes the income, and this is how you create wealth. So, you see, the the meaning of these two sentences are exactly the same. But one is used more often than the other, and this depends on the legal conditions uh, under which these people operate. And in most cases, they went and and completed their exchange through rent charges. They just got a piece of property and dressed up their exchange, which wouldn't be allowed under usury laws. pretended that this was just a rent charge, and then it became legal. But this is far more than semantics, because we have discovered something very, very important through this rent charge example. We have discovered the idea of capitalization of income i think this is worth writing down capitalization of income and that makes the that's the very basis of the exchange